Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's Sexplanations with Dr. Doe. Sexplanations podcast, episode 25, with my eldest daughter, Desiree. Hi, Des. Hi, Mom. How are you? I'm nervous. (laughs) You're so cute. Oh, my gosh. So here's, I'll lay it out for you. Okay. And then you can decide if you want to keep going and and how it looks, and if you have any questions so you can get more information. We're going to talk about consent. We're going to do a shout-out to these really cool people that help support the show. I'm going to ask you a multiple-choice question, something silly, and then we're going to talk about consent more. Then we're going to do these things called Kegel exercises, which is working some muscles in your body, and then we'll give some homework assignments to the people listening, Say thank you to everyone and uh, say goodbye. <laughs> You're nodding your head. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do you have any questions? Um, nope. Just still nervous. Still nervous. <laughs> yep. Where is nervous in your body? Um, kind of like a tickle in my tummy and like brain cells dying in my head <laughs> at the same time. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I'm nervous. Maybe I'm nervous for you. It's in my cheeks from smiling so much. Yeah, I can kind of feel a little bit of heat come into them, like a chickmunk. Yeah? You're blushing? Am I? I think you are. Are you looking on your phone? (laughs) You're blushing? Well, okay, let's start. Can you tell the audience about yourself? Want me to ask you questions? Yeah. Okay, how old are you? I am 17 years old. Uh, What month were you born in? July. Uh, What's your favorite sport? Volleyball. What's your favorite subject? Math. Um, how tall are you? Five. Five, <laughs> five I think. something, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite song? Um, I don't have one. You don't? No. What I'm was the last? open. You're very to open songs. to music? Yes. What about my 80s and 90s breakfast jams? Absolutely not. <laughs> It'd be one of my last choices. I like rap. I like certain genres, but yeah. not certain songs. Um, what did you think about Thor? I loved the new Thor. Aww. It's my yeah. favorite. Yeah. yeah. We went together. I wasn't as big of a fan as you were because I felt like Guardians of the Galaxy just ate it. They just swallowed up my Avengers. I didn't even notice that until you had said something. I, I just liked all the animation, how they collabed everything together. Yeah, you liked how there were so many things going on at once and all the improv. We're big comedy fans, huh? Yes. Who was your favorite character? Um, Thor. You liked Thor, just straight up Thor? The main yeah. character? Yeah. Oh, okay. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Also. Mm-mm. Okay. So here are the people that are really cool. There, there are lots of cool people who sponsor this show. They're called Sexplanauts. But these ones in particular have pledged at the boss level. Laura Schuster, Donna Flint, Paul Nixon, and the Millers. Let's come up with uh, some more questions for you okay. to ask in their honor. Dr. Doe is holding testes. She's holding testes. What is, like, the question I want to ask you? Oh, what do you think... Uh, it's been like two years since we did that episode on my personal channel called Doe Eyes that was called Dear Boy Who Likes My Daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, I felt bad for the guy, but um, at the same time, he kind of blew it off afterwards and didn't really care. But in the ending, I just blocked him and I don't go to school with him anymore. So 
So to give some context to the people listening, this was when you were in eighth grade? Yes. Really? Yep. Eighth grade? And how old are you now? 17? I'm 17. You're a junior. Yep. And I'm graduating this year. Oh, my gosh. That was much longer ago than I thought. Okay. So <laughs> he was hitting on you. Mm-hmm. And you kept saying, no, I no, no. I wasn't interested. Yeah. And he did not get it. And he kind of thought it was funny that there was a video about it. He was a little embarrassed, and um, people made fun of him for it, which I felt bad for. But at the same time, he had blown he had blown me off again and decided that he still liked me and would continue to show me that he liked me, even though I did not appreciate it like that. I still wanted to be friends with him in some sort because I'm very forgiving. But uh, he did not think in the same way throughout our friendship, and so... We ended up not speaking. I don't have him on anything. We don't really speak anymore. So you were friends, and he wanted to have a relationship with you. He wouldn't Mm -hmm. leave you alone. I made a video anonymously confronting him, being like, hey, I know why you want to be with her, but knock it off. Instead, go journal about it or talk to a healthy adult. Stop harassing her. And he He felt a little embarrassed. He He didn't get the picture. He still didn't stop. No. Yeah, I mean, we can't control the behavior. He's just embarrassed. That's all that came from that video. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that um, you found a way to detach from him then. Yes. And it's unfortunate that you had that experience. Did you learn anything from it? Um, People are very needy, and (laughs) I don't really care about others as much. Aww. (laughs) I mean, like, I care about others, but once they do something, I kind of just block them away. Mm -hmm. It creates a small, nice group for me. Yeah, some self-care, social self-care. Yes. Awesome. So uh, what do you think about consent, Des? I think it's very important, but I also kind of think it's a joke in some cases. Like, I love to joke about it. You do? Yeah, I do. Especially with you. Oh, tell me. When you were like, I haven't consented to this podcast. (laughs) I was talking more about in the household. When you'd ask me to do something like chores or something, I'd be like, I don't consent to this. Or Derek would have to do a chore or something. Um, Our father would have to do a (laughs) chore for something. Uh, Then I'd be like, did he consent to that? Oh, yeah. You do. You use your words. And we also use safe words, huh? Yes. And I also joke around with it about my friends, too, because my friends will try to come up and give me a hug or they'll touch me on my shoulder and be like, I did not consent to this. And is your intent to... Playful. It's to be playful. But you can tell when I'm being serious because I will use a different tone and my face will be more straight. It'll Uh. be straightforward so you can understand when I am joking and when I'm not when it comes to consent. But I think either way what you're saying is true, that you didn't consent to something uh, verbally, but maybe you're letting the person know that you consent, that you accept their touch versus when you don't accept their touch. Yes. I think consent is very hard and confusing for some people. And it's very hard for some people, if they don't like something, to tell the other person that they did not consent to that. Mm -hmm. Because some people have been through a lot of things and maybe it's hard for them to use their words or something. So Mm -hmm. finding the right way is definitely difficult, but it's worth it. (laughs) Totally. And it sounds like you're normalizing it. By using it in a playful tone as well. Yes. Yeah, I like your tactic. I'm supportive. Yes, that's kind of <laughs> how 
I do think so. I like to make things sound playful at first. That way it kind of sounds like a general thing that I'm into and that people know about me. And then I will start to get more stern on it and break it down to the bare minimum. I'll say that I playfully that I don't consent to something, but um, sometimes I actually do mean that I don't consent to something, but it's just hard or I'm scared to say that I don't consent to something. And those situations usually end up foul. Um, so finding out how other people react to the words that you're saying and how to ask someone or tell someone that you don't consent is, it's, it's hard, but, um, I'm glad I can finally kind of give my consent more now than I have been able to in the past. Yeah. Wow. What a strategy. Such a smart girl. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm impressed by you. So. Thank you. When you say that some people struggle with giving consent, asking mm -hmm. for consent. Yes. Here, being rejected probably also. It hurts to be rejected um, also. Yes, it depends on who the person is that you're saying your consent to. Like you could be scared of that person because they are bigger or older or something or they are more authority, like in a job setting, if your manager is hitting on you or something, then it's very hard to say that you don't consent to something because you're scared of losing your job or something. Mm -hmm. So it depends in the manner of what you're speaking of um, to be able to give consent and what ideas are ideal for that. So you feel like there are times when people can't give consent? It's very difficult to give consent mm, in yeah. some cases, but I definitely think you should definitely give consent or what your ideas are towards that in that situation. So either set boundaries of yes or set boundaries of no. Yes. And some people break those boundaries and um, it's going to go south either way, but it's at least good to try. Aww. Do you have any <laughs> tips on how to make it easier? Um, no. I'm asking you the hard questions here, but you're handling it really well. Um, I can't really give any tips because it's personalized for everybody mm -hmm. individually. Mine is always a playful tactic, and then I break it down more, or I start to give facial expressions that um, match up with what I'm saying more. That way they can understand, even if your voice sounds silly or something. Mm-hmm. Um, to make you feel more comfortable because for me it makes me feel more comfortable when I am goofy mm -hmm. that I give facial expressions to show them to back off. Yeah, I've been on the receiving end of those facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> sure have. <laughs> have you been rejected lately? In? In, in any instance where you have wanted to do something and haven't gotten consent from another person? Um, no. I am a little different. I usually don't want things from other people because of my past experiences. Mm -hmm. I don't care for that as much. So it's usually people asking me for consent to do things. And in the past two months, it's been pretty good. People have been owning up to their responsibilities or when I call them out, they're willing to take what I'm saying usually. And any guys that I have been hanging out with have been asking more for consent than I have been asked for in the past, which I really appreciate. Ah, oh, so you're, you're talking about sexual or romantic requests. Yes. And you're saying only in the last two months? Yeah. Oh, But in those last two months, the people you've been talking with have been pretty cool. Yes. Okay, so what's an example of 
them or you asking for something and then someone giving or or rejecting, mm-hmm. consenting or rejecting? A couple of weeks ago, I had a boy come over to the house and I told him that we were only going to be watching movies and that I did not want anything sexual from him. Mm-hmm. And he was fine with that, and he came over to the house. And once he felt the need that he wanted to touch me, he asked me for permission to be able to put his arm around me. And I said yes. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Shout out to the guy. Thanks for not being a jerk to my daughter. <laughs> cool. So it served him. Yes. And did you feel like you could say no? Yes, I did. Um, he was very respectful in how he asked, and he was a little shy, but I could I could understand what, what he might have been feeling on his end to be able to ask someone to be able to touch them because that is a weird concept to have to ask someone if you want to touch them and show them affection, but it is very needed mm-hmm. for some people, and it should be needed for most people to ask for consent to be able to touch someone else because you never know their circumstances. Damn, girl. You're smarty pants. I like it. Okay, so that happened. Yeah. He he got to put his arm around you. Mm-hmm. And was there a point at which you changed your mind or it just... Nope, your, that is the arm as far just hung as it out went. there. It was, yeah, it was awesome. He had a nice big arm to just lay my head on. Yep. It wasn't uncomfortable. Sometimes muscles, arms, bones, they, they get all up in your neck. Um... <laughs> This was not problematic for you? No. Is it because our couch is falling apart? Uh, no, I actually love our couch. <laughs> oh, I do not love our couch. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Really? Yeah. Because I'm working on not having that couch. Yeah, I could tell. I tried want... to give it away to someone because they would wear a dress. <laughs> <laughs> if you wear this dress, I'll give you the couch. <laughs> Yeah, our friend Jesse um, would have looked great in this. What was the costume? Elsa from Frozen? I think so. Yeah, but he was just not having it. So I tried to barter with the couch. They'll still get the couch. I really want an orange sectional. I don't like orange that much, and I don't know what a sectional is, so I can't really put my opinion on that. A sectional is what we have right now. Oh, okay. Where it's kind of a bunch of couches put together in either a U-shape or... A C shape or an L shape. Oh, yeah. You like sectionals. Yeah, I do. Why it's do you like favorite. our couch? Uh, because it's big and fluffy and it sinks me in it. Oh, gosh. But I can just fall on it and it just kind of cuddles me up. Dirty and it's falling apart and it's been That's trampled why you clean by it. children and dogs. <laughs> okay, you can clean the couch. That's going to be any couch that we have, though. <laughs> I think if you get an apartment, you could just take the couch. Right? You're graduating. I consent to you having a couch. <laughs> Jesse might feel stubbed by this idea, but, you know, snubbed, stubbed, snubbed, snubbed by this idea because we're kind of going around him. But I'll just explain. Des really likes this couch. She's bonded to it. She needs furniture for her new apartment. I, I don't know if I want the couch that badly because, <laughs> no, it's a very nice couch. Um, I don't think it's worth it to try to fit through a door. It won't fit through the door. How'd you get in the house? Uh, there was no door at the time. Oh, right. No See? door. Couch <laughs> went in. Door got put in. Frame and everything. So it might have to be hacked up to get it out of the house. We'll figure it out. That's awful. Anything for you, honey. <laughs> or you can just live at home until you figure it out. Sounds so generous. Aww. 
Okay, so uh, orange isn't your favorite color. Nope. That's fine. Thor isn't my favorite character. That's fine. I like Loki. He's ugly. He is not. Tom Hiddleston is... Oh. Mm. Is his hair naturally that long? I don't know. I really don't like long hair on guys. No? I don't know. There's just something about it that I find unattractive. Don't let your uncle hear you. Well, good thing I'm not attracted to him, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's a... Yeah, you're right. That's a great delineation to make. So you don't care about long hair on people in general. You just aren't attracted to it. Yes. Okay. Um, You want to ask me some questions? Um... Have you and your new boyfriend had any moments where you rejected him when you he asked for consent on something? Oh, feel Lindsay. free to go into detail. <laughs> what? I said feel free to go into detail. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay and her new boyfriend. No, I did just recently teach him about the safe words mm-hmm. that we all use in the house and then in our broader community, how red means stop and yellow means caution. Mm-hmm. And so he's become much more aware of that. I don't think I've rejected him on anything. I have used words like, I am worn out. I can barely walk. Uh, all of my orifices are exhausted. Like, uh, must, must break. So but he's needy. He's not needy. He's passionate. Mm-hmm. Very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? He can walk the road longer than other people. Let's just put it that way. He can walk the road longer than other people. Okay. Yay. That's a nice metaphor. So I, when you guys have different ideas, mm-hmm. um, per se, that poster you made one time about what you want, will, and won't do. Um, oh, look at you go. So if you guys had any differences in what you wanted to do in your relationship, mm-hmm. like how did you ask that you wanted something that he did not want as well? So... The thing about me and the new boyfriend is that we are very aligned. There needs to be more conversation, obviously, because it's a newer relationship. Uh, We haven't explored everything that's out there and where our Venn diagram does not overlap. But I would say that we are two circles that are almost on top of each other. Do you know what a Venn diagram is? Yes. Thank you. So, so similar. And... Your dad, who is my last partner, um, has a lot of sexual similarities to me, but in our personalities and our relationship, how we interacted with each other was very different. So there was a lot of love and a lot of pragmatism there. He's a great dad. He's a great friend. But as far as chemistry, things were not lined up. So there was a lot more rejection and negotiation, whereas in this relationship, There is a ton of negotiation, don't get me wrong, tons, right? Like talking before sex, talking during sex, talking after sex, what works, what doesn't, et cetera, but very little discrepancy. Is that what you're asking? Um, Not just in sexual relations, Mm -hmm. um, more in just your guys' relationship in general because you guys both, I can see a lot of similarities, but in general, how do you guys figure out things? Like you don't do a lot of the things that you kind of used to and like you do more now than you used to like going to test tees and stuff like that <laughs> we didn't go test tees. you said you were gonna go I test tees you wanted to go test tees um 
So I, I think that this is a technique that can apply to all forms of consent where if a person offers something and I feel disinterested in it, then I will propose a third option. So not, for example, if he wants to go test teas and I just feel like I don't want to have to go to the bathroom all evening long, then I might say something like, let's go get champagne fondue from the Redbird Wine Bar. You told me you didn't drink. I don't drink. Um, they <laughs> use champagne to cook. Oh, So I it's see. in the... The cheese, the melted cheese. Fondue is where you dip chunks of things into a cheese or a chocolate, something melted. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Should I take you to the Redbird Wine I'm Bar? I'm fine, I'm fine. I'll pass on that. Champagne fondue? Nope. <laughs> no? No can do. Uh, let's think of what else. He really wanted to go cross-country skiing, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to go dancing. Mm-hmm. So the negotiation was, I will go cross-country skiing, and he will go dancing. It's a negotiation, not really compromise. That's nice. Do you have an example that you're referring to? I, oh, I know. He really supports your music choice. He does, does he? Well, he supports you, you know, listening to what you like and having your preferences. But he hasn't heard the music I'm really interested in, though. He hasn't? No. What were you playing the other day at breakfast? Um, something appropriate for the household. <laughs> oh, okay. That way I would not get my butt in trouble. Okay. But I'm glad he supports my family music. Yeah, he supports you. I think that he supports you being your own individual. And as your parent, I can support you being your own individual, but I'm also going to provide guidance and say, how about not misogynistic, racist uh, <laughs> tones coming through the speaker? Okay. And and I know that you don't support those ideas of misogyny and racism because mm -hmm. we had this conversation and it's more about, <laughs> I don't know, the bumping and the grinding and the beat and the... the oh, this is okay. I guess we disagree on a lot of things here, but keep going. <laughs> The bumping and the grinding, that's how you started out? Are you serious? <laughs> what is attractive about that music to you? Um, I really like some people's voices or how fast they are when they speak. Mm -hmm. um, trying to find out the hidden definitions in what they are saying in their phrases. I like the beat or how loud the bass is in certain songs. Oh, very well articulated. Not bumping and grinding. My apologies. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, another example where you guys kind of seemed like you had differences. Mm -hmm. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But when I said an age of a boy that had came to the house, <laughs> um, he was very all for it. And you were like, really? You support her on this? So you're 17 mm -hmm. and the boy was 19? Yes. I mean, we looked it up. We went to Sexplanations. Age, age of, of consent. consent. Figured out whether or not it was legal. That's a good starting point. I think in that situation, I like teasing you both to show that like, you have things in common and you can get along and he is going to advocate for you but not be a dad replacement. And I am still going to be your mom and give you a hard time regardless of whether or not there's a nice boy in the house. <laughs> regardless. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to... 
okay, okay. Don't you want that? I mean, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> no, mom. It's nice just to know that off. you care, but at the same time, there's a certain part where you care and then you overprotect there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to overprotect you. Yeah, no. It's a no bueno. No, but I... I do think that he could say something like, yeah, yeah, go for the 19-year-old guy. And the consent would not be toward him. It would be toward you. Mm -hmm. And then you and I would have that conversation and you would say, this is what I want to do with the 19-year-old boy. And I would say, okay, sounds legal. Go for it. Is he a douchebag is what we asked you. Mm -hmm. Does he like you? You said, yeah, he thinks I'm funny. You are funny. I know I am. <laughs> I crack myself up all the time. Yeah. People think I'm a dork, though. That's a good thing. So, like, laugh in the middle of class, and I'll have nothing to do with anyone else in there. I do the same <laughs> thing. I understand. It's just because you have a fantastic imagination. I wouldn't go there far. <laughs> yeah, that's, no? that's a little far there. <laughs> no. Do you consent to there being a new guy in my life? I do. Although sometimes it's annoying how happy you are. Oh, <laughs> Like, I don't want to sound rude, but <laughs> you're just so happy with him here. Is that because you want me to be unhappy or you're surprised It's just different. By... I haven't seen you that happy before where you're just constantly shining. It's different. Yeah. It's just something I really haven't seen from you ever yep <laughs> you've never seen me happy this happy. i've seen you happy but i haven't seen you have straight days where you're just happy and like not down or depressed or sad or like frustrated i mean you still have those feelings but your majority feelings that you show to other people is that you're very happy with how things are going in your life currently which i appreciate it's just too much because then I'm the one that's just sitting there all down and depressed. It's okay. I'll move on. <laughs> Things just got really intense. <laughs> you can cut that part out. No, I like it. It means a lot to me that you recognize that I'm happy and that that's okay. Who couldn't? <laughs> <laughs> you're so happy like everywhere we go and you're just like, oh, bouncing off the walls. It's like you're a little girl again, experiencing something new and amazing. It's cute. Yes, you're making me cry. I'm Sorry. crying. It's cute. I like it. Okay. Something different to show to us because your last relationship kind of showed me that I didn't really care for relationships that much. Because no. they seemed very difficult and low. There was, I love you both, but you just had... So many differences, and you guys barely agreed on anything, and being put in the middle of it was just a little difficult, and I don't really like choosing sides, and I can kind of see where both people are from any side of story, where they could come from, and it was really hard, and now you're just always happy and willing to do all these things and explore new things and go try out all this interesting stuff so have I restored your faith in relationships? I wouldn't go that far, Mom. Come on. <laughs> Steps by step. <laughs> well, so what are you looking for in a partner? Um, I'm not really looking for a partner right now, but I'm looking for good friends that are willing to cuddle. Ah, <laughs> oh, <about> yeah. <laughs> All right. So what makes a good cuddle session? Um, if they're not super bony. <laughs> I 
super bony and you're just constantly miserable. I mean, I don't know how your boyfriend does it. I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, I'm bony right now, but it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. For who? Both of us. Okay. Yeah, like puzzle pieces. Yeah. We maximize the cuddling. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I saw that the other morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. You're like, knock, knock, walk in. (laughs) Well, I considered... I thought he had left, so I want, I went into your room, figured you were on your computer, oh. and you were not on your computer. I was not on my computer. <laughs> I was only giving you a sock anyways, because I wanted the dryer, so I did the laundry that was in there. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Thanks for quasi-knocking <laughs> before entering. Okay, so I want more details on this cuddling thing. You're saying that uh, somebody who has some meat on them. Um, but what makes the little. cuddling nice? Uh, because some people have a lot of sexual needs and they constantly need sex or something else from someone. And I don't really feel comfortable with that stuff quite yet fully. Mm-hmm. Um So when people come over, as far as my needs go, I just like to be held by someone. Um, It makes me feel very comfortable to just be held and not have anything happen to show me that everything is okay, but that I'm still cared for. And so that's how my cuddling works. You have some good cuddle buddies? Um, Yeah, a few. They're on rotation? Yes. <laughs> I let them know that I don't want anything else, and I set boundaries in ahead of time before they even come over to make sure that nothing goes wrong. That's great, Des. This is why I feel comfortable leaving you at the house by yourself with gentlemen. With gentlemen? Yeah, because I hope that they are gentlemen. And I trust that if they aren't, you have the abilities and the confidence to speak up and seek whatever care you need to resolve that. And I also believe in your ability to set boundaries and communicate openly so that you can at least start from a platform where you feel empowered. Yeah, I feel like you are incredibly resourceful and really, really good about taking care of yourself after the fact. So we both know, right, that you you can say what you want, Mm -hmm. but you can't ultimately control that other person. And if someone was to perpetrate you... Mm-hmm. What I feel confident about is your ability to come away from that situation using the resources that you need. Mm-hmm. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Um, I get most of the picture, not the full idea what you're saying, though. Are you saying that I'm good at self-care and setting things off from after the fact that something had happened? Yeah, I think I would have a much harder time if your tendency was to um, experience perpetration or abuse and then shut down, mm-hmm. right, and uh, not seek help and not tell other people and not call the person out on that, right, because then we just we have a much bigger situation mm-hmm. and it's not just affecting you and that other person, it's affecting everybody in your life. Whereas with you, I think that you have gotten to this place where when and if perpetration happens, you're so good at coming away from that um with what you need to take care of yourself right so you you let people know you call the other person out on their behaviors you seek some distance from them or complete detachment you keep us all clued in so that we know where you're at and how to support you 
Well, if I didn't do those things, then I'd always feel kind of empty. Like when I was perpetrated in my past, I still feel empty from that. And I don't know what to think of it Mm because I didn't have a chance to call them out Mm. or um, advocate for myself in those kind of situations. So now it feels like a very big need of mine to be able to tell the person that what they did is not right and tell them a more understandable way of how to do things or what they should have done differently. And I express that it makes me very upset and angry towards them. And if they do not want to have a conversation about it or they feel differently, then I usually get rid of them from my life. And then if I still feel upset and I don't feel like I can just handle it on my own like that and um, take care of it as well, then I definitely try to include other people that I trust to let them know that something happened and that's why I'm going to be feeling the way I do. That's incredible. Not that I expect everyone to be where you are, but I feel a lot more comfortable giving you space to explore relationships when I know that you have some skills and abilities and resources to take care of yourself regardless of what happens. Because, again, we can't control those other people. You're doing the best you can by setting boundaries and talking and negotiating, but I can't stop jerks from being jerks. People will do what they do. Okay, now let's do kegels. Feel your kegels if you're able. squeeze. Do you know what kegels are? I have no idea. They're an exercise. Okay. Where you work your pelvic muscles. It's like when you go to the bathroom and you stop peeing. Have you ever stopped peeing? Yeah, it comes naturally. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean like stop and then start and then stop and then start. Not just like no, that's miserable. Why would you do that? Why is that miserable? To try to hold it and then pee again? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I I get it because you're exercising. You're using your pubococcygeus muscles, those the muscles that you contract and relax to stop and start peeing. That's a set of muscles in your body. Okay. And when you do that exercise, it's called a kegel. All right. So the same way that when you use your biceps and triceps to do a push-up and it's called a push-up, this is called a kegel when you use your PC muscles, your pubococcygeus muscles. Do you understand what I'm saying now? Um, you want to exercise peeing. <laughs> yeah, but don't pee. Right. I don't need to go pee. <laughs> Good. Just we're going to do the muscle strengthening. You're just going to squeeze your pelvic muscles and relax them and squeeze them. And then I'm going to read this ad from our friend Kenton. Do you remember Kenton? Do you want nope. me to remind you who Kenton is? Yes. Do you remember when we went to VidCon? Okay. And we rented that house at the pool? Yes. He has a goatee. and he, You lost me there. He Okay. He's not Peter. He was the other man there. And he made toys. And I was swimming around the pool. And I was like, oh, I wish I had toys to play with pool toys. And he went into the house. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I did not go swimming in the pool. Oh, you missed out. Yeah, I went to a concert instead. Oh, Okay. Well, he makes toys, sex toys, okay? I'm going to tell you about them, and you just sit over there and don't pee on the couch. All right. (laughs) Don't worry too much. I went pee before I came, God. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. It's good to strengthen those muscles. If you want to work out your body, it's important to do all the parts of it. It helps with (laughs) orgasm. It helps with childbirth. It helps with incontinence. So later in life, maybe not now, but later in life, 
it will be harder to control your bladder. And sometimes you'll sneeze or laugh and you'll just pee. But if you work your kegels now, then you will have stronger contractions so that you have more control over when you urinate later in life. All right. Responsible exercising. I wish they would teach you this in PE. I don't know why they don't. I mean, they don't I totally teach you a lot of why. things in PE. And it's because we're not very good students. You're telling it's me they don't teach you? It's very hard to concentrate. Because you're not good students? Yeah. Oh. First you, you have think... to teach us how to listen. It's very hard. It's a difficult lesson. I still have not mastered it. No? No. Do you know anyone who has? Uh, nope. Okay. Well, then maybe <laughs> you've learned the life lesson. <laughs> Listening will take a Years. very long time. Here, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Funkit Toys. That's his company. Kenton's company. Okay. They make body-safe modular experiments in platinum silicone. With a new toy every month, there's always more fun ways to play. Use one toy as a handle or attach a bullet vibe holder. Stick two together for a double-ended toy. Fun kit toys are designed to anatomy regardless of gender and come up in six hand-mixed colors as unique as you are. You've seen dildos before. Yep. Yeah. We have them all around the house. We do. None of them have been inside me. They're just Well, work. thank you for that. I did not even think about that. You didn't? No. Nope. What did you think they are for? Um, for you to give to your fans. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we have toys all over the house, and these ones in particular, they're clear silicone. Okay. I'm trying to think of something in your life that's silicone. Like a spatula, maybe? You know that kind of uh, high-quality rubber? Yeah. It's kind of like that. So they're clear, but he can inject colors into the inside, so you can have like a rainbow butt plug or a rainbow dildo. Okay. <laughs> You're so patient. You're like, yep, yep, mom. Anyway, I think they're awesome. And the ends of them have suction pads on them. Well, they, they're just a, a circle that is a suction. Oh. So you can stick them to each other. You can stick them to the window. You have one at home. Yeah. My friends were playing with it the other day. Oh, great. Yeah, they found it on the bookshelf or whatever that shelf is, and then they decided that they'd have a dildo fight with a different dildo they found in your room. Why were your friends in my oh, room? Oh, May went into your room, and she found a pink dildo, and oh. they had a sword fight. Excellent. I have the video. <laughs> Des, this is how your friends' guardians get very upset with me. It's not like I post it. I just keep it for my own entertainment. Oh. That's great. Not that they should get upset with me. I think that it's odd for you to not be able to know or access sex toys, especially when you can go to Spencer's and they have them there, right? Mm -hmm. You do have to be 18 to have them there, though. To have them? Like pick them up off the shelf? Yes. You cannot even go near them unless you are 18. They will ask you. Uh, have they asked you to go away from the sex toys, Des? Nope. I always go for the suckers. <laughs> The penis-shaped suckers, or are yeah, you just saying suckers? they look cool. The penis ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. The little <laughs> ones or the gigantic ones? Um, Whatever the rainbow ones are. I think they're like five inches. I don't know. All right, well. <laughs> I think they come in different sizes. Okay, perfect. Penis lollipops. Yes. This is something that you get as a gift, or um, you buy for yourself, or you just stare at at the store? I check them out because I think it's funny. Um, and entertaining, and I find it amusing. Uh, one year, my friend got one of those suckers from her parents for Christmas, and they acted like it was the only thing she was getting, and she <laughs> threw a fit about it, and I thought it was funny. 
And so now it just brings up good memories. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you want for Christmas? Uh, No, I'm good. (laughs) All right. Get your sister one. All right. And I don't want to pretend that that's all she's getting. Also, I think that the two of you are grateful children. And if I were to say, this is what you are getting for Christmas, a penis lollipop, you would say. I'd make the most out of it. (laughs) Yeah, you would make the most out of it. Sweet, Des. It's you ready to be done? We may sometimes because we'll go to school and we'll say something that we learned from you or we'll talk um, with the correct terms, but we'll still be talking about something and we'll get in trouble for talking about it in school. Oh, no. They're like, you shouldn't talk about those kind of things. And we're like, oh, okay. Your teachers aren't okay with you educating? being so open. Oh. We are very open about a lot of things because of you. And I am grateful for it. Um, I appreciate it, but when I guess you just have to have a certain audience for it to be okay because when I go to school and I talk about something mm-hmm. and May will acknowledge me and respond to me or something, our teacher will sometimes be like, hey, that's not school appropriate or you can't talk about that here. And we're like, okay, well, we weren't being rude or disrespectful. We were just talking about something that had happened or something we were identifying a term or we said that we were curious about something like I'll be like oh hey what does this mean Mm -hmm. and we'll look it up or something and we'll educate the class on what it means Mm -hmm. not trying to be funny but like just for their education or Mm -hmm. someone will use a term incorrectly and we will look up the term and we will tell them what the correct term is because it's very frustrating sometimes to hear them use such indecent words mm-hmm. towards important things mm-hmm. um and we will not get the best of it from our teacher for doing so well you have a proud mama i know that's why i keep doing it because <laughs> <laughs> i know in the end i'm not in trouble <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i'll come to your school anytime you're like it's a vulva <laughs> So when I talk about those things, it's not like I stop because the teachers are telling me to stop. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, they just learned something new. It's not my fault that they were using it incorrectly. I just wanted them to know. And if you want to bring it up with the principal, go for it. It's not like our mom will care. <laughs> Do any of your friends have parents or guardians like that? Um, I think two of my friends at the school have parents that are very open and they try to educate their kids as much as possible as well. They Mm -hmm. are very open towards their curiosity Mm -hmm. in life and they try to educate them. That way they are all knowing in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you like it? Yeah, I appreciate it. I definitely learn things new from them as well. What's something that you've learned recently? Mm, Not much, not much. Can't think think of anything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. That's understandable. I'm trying to think of what I've learned recently. Amatocentric? What's that? Um, It was in a previous episode of Sexplanations podcast, but I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. It essentially means that not all relationships have to have a love component to them. And we tend to put ourselves in this world where we equate love with sex. And it's not fair because a lot of sexual relationships don't have love and a lot of love relationships don't have sex. I like that. Yeah? Yeah. And I'll figure out the actual term. You know Ash? Yes. Who came and stayed at the house? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, taught me this term. Nice. When they did the podcast. See? So you're you're sitting on a safe couch. Ash has been there. Eric's been there. 
Stevie's been there. Awesome. I know. You're part of a great lineup. Do you feel less nervous? Yeah. That's good. I kind of feel exhausted now, though. Well, I've been working a lot of brain cells lately. <laughs> Do you want to um, give the audience some homework? Now you can practice at home. Dr. Doe gives you sextra credit. It's called Sextra Credit. And basically, it's an assignment that they do between episodes so that they're working on their own sexualities. Nope. No? No ideas? <laughs> no ideas. Um, let's see. Have they done a want-will-won't list? I don't know that we've assigned that yet. So they could do a want-will-won't list. They could do an exercise where they ask someone who maybe they already have hugged or cuddled, etc., to do those things so that there's a formal request for consent and mm-hmm. then listen for that consent. We could have them practice their faces to communicate different feelings, intensities, <laughs> and see if they can read other per- people's nonverbal cues. That one's a little difficult. Yeah? Yeah. What do you think about nonverbal consent? It's definitely different. Um, if you're not giving verbal consent, you can't expect someone to fully know if you are saying no or yes. Because mm-hmm. you are not expressing it verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you shake your no, I mean, shake your head no. Mm-hmm. Or if you shake your head yes or something. Or if they have like a thumbs up or a thumbs down or something. Uh, it depends on that person and their personality. Because someone could take it as a joke. Like, oh, you're not even saying it. So mm-hmm. how should I take this seriously? Are you joking around or something? I think it's very different. I personally have a little bit more respect for people who verbally say what they want or won't do. Mm -hmm. It makes it a lot easier in any kind of relationship or any situation to just come out and say what you're thinking. Mm, I'm so proud of you. I'm all about communication. Yeah, you're good at it. Without communication, things are very frustrating. I agree. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Are you ready to be done? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) well thank you for being on the podcast thank you for having me you think you'll ever do it again nope (laughs) okay (laughs) rejected i mean this is an easy topic um i can't imagine anything else yeah no uh it depends for everyone i guess but this is something i find very easy and um to understand and communicate Mm -hmm. um so that's probably the only reason why I consented to it. So, so you've done it. Checked <laughs> off the list. You're awesome. Well, thank you for coming. And thank you to Callie and the Cinema Studios team for putting this together complexly for the production. And Count Boogie for the jingles. And Cora and Parl. I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs>